Treehouse products are crafted to bring you the best that legal, delivered-to-your-door THC has to offer. Treehouse utilizes unique blends of carefully selected minor cannabinoids that get you lit in ways you've only ever dreamed of. From Delta-8 vape pens with innovative blends of Delta-9 and THCP, to the tastiest HHC-infused syrups and hemp flower pre-rolls on the planet, Treehouse has got you covered. Ready to delight in dank gummies and puff-powerful vapes? Head over to treehouse.com. That's T-R-E-H-O-U-S-E.com. There's only one E, not two, in treehouse.com. When you go there, get 30% off your order and a free Acapulco Gold HHC pre-roll. You can use the coupon code GENIUS. That's G-E-N-I-U-S. This offer expires August 31st, 2023. Grab your goodies and meet us for some fun in the treehouse. Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% a real Jesus. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. Today, I have the most interviewed guest I've ever had, I still have him come back because he's always got great things to say. It's Dr. Bill McGraw. We've spoken about mercury. We've spoken about Bukitu Rife machines for um, for anti-cancer. We've spoken about magnesium, many, many different topics. Today, we're going to talk about how Bill uses and knows about uh, what's called microcurrents to help people improve their health. So we're going to go into that. Bill is a bit of a polymath. Um, he has a, a PhD in aquaculture from Auburn University in Alabama. Uh, he got multiple degrees from the uh, University of Pennsylvania. He's worked in many countries, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and now Panama, which he's been for, you know there for a number of years. He's been involved in naturopathic medicine, uh, many, many modalities that modern mainstream medicine uh, looks down upon and you know, claims are conspiracies and all that stuff. So welcome back, Bill. Thank you. Uh, thanks very much, uh, Richard, for having me back again. It's great to be here. Yeah. Tell me a bit about microcurrents. Sounds like we're going to go into a little bit of the history of the use of uh, you know electric currents and people. So uh, yeah, go ahead. When I looked at this up, as usual, it was uh, a fascinating story. And a place I go to often is ancient Egypt and then ancient Greece as well, and sometimes ancient China. But this story starts off in ancient Egypt. The ancient Egyptians had used an electric catfish from the Nile, known as Malopterurus electricus, if I can say that. Uh, they used it to cure gout and migraine. The electricity at that time remained unnamed. They didn't quite know what the energy was. It was not well understood, but it had been applied to treat people's ailments and relieve pain. There were Egyptian writings on papyrus that recorded the use of electric fish to relieve pain 4,700 years ago. Later records in... Well, the ancient Greeks showed that Pliny and Plutarch also reported the Egyptians' use of electrical eels to treat joint pain, migraines, melancholy, and even epilepsy. 
So I went back and looked at some stone carvings of fish, and sure enough, I found a catfish, the electric catfish, basically carved in a rock, showing it in a pool. And the pool is interesting looking. I'll have to put a copy of that uh, up on my website. And it looks like almost like a chamber you can sit in or one you can put your hands in. And what happens, I think, is these fish continually emit electrical impulses of a very minor amplitude, meaning that very likely a millionth of an amplitude, so a millionth of an amp or uh, maybe 50 millionths of an amp uh, continuously. And so this amount of electricity applied in the water would be absorbed by people and they would get the benefit of this microcurrent. And hmm. so another uh, carving that I looked at, which is actually on a tomb of one of these well-to-do Egyptian Thai kings, and they had a picture of a pool of water and, and they had a boat riding on this pool and it's just absolutely full of fish. Some of them look like tilapia. As you know, the Nile tilapia that's in just about every country in the entire world has been hybridized and it's sort of like the chicken. It's sort of, <laughs> it's sort of like... The so chicken of the sea, they used to call it tuna fish. Yeah. Right. Well, Everybody, I mean, it's all over Panama, but it's actually originally from the Nile River, and so thus it's the Nile Tilapia, and it's been hybridized, and it's all over the United States and every country, Canada, Mexico, you name it, every country, and it's just you know raised like chicken. But here we see you know, the catfish and some of these other fishes swimming, and like they used it basically by putting these various fish in pools, and then people would therapeutically soak in the water with these fishes. Hopefully, they weren't stung. If they were stung, it would make uh, the limbs numb, would discharge quite a bit of current, like say 450 volts, 50 amps quickly transferred in the human body. But this also had a great effect. Although people's limbs were numb, they received uh, relief from pain, such as arthritis and so on. So they didn't mind it. And in fact, I actually found reports of people way back when putting their foot in an electric fish and then the other foot on the sand, completing the current. And then they would get rid of all kinds of major problems that they were having with pain. And so People don't die from these electric eels, but if you're in the water and you get whacked by one of them, it will make your limbs numb and you may actually drown. So it's not advised to go looking for a quick fix uh, in the water, right? And so after that, the Greeks then picked it up and they had a fish known as the torpedo fish, or they called it Nars. And the father of modern medicine, sure enough, Hippocrates had noticed that when someone touched this fish, it caused electric shocks and numbness. And that was probably the first time that the Greeks were actually introduced to using electricity uh, for health problems. And so Hippocrates was known to handle these fish and then put it on <laughs> the person having headaches or arthritis, and it would it would temporarily cure uh, their problem. Part of the uh, fish's properties, to, and they didn't know about electricity, but how did they describe it? No, I think they just knew that it was an energy source. They didn't call it electricity, but they knew that if you touch this fish, you would receive some sort of energy, and get the, get that you'd receive that energy, it would heal you. So, of course, they were much more into natural, naturopathic medicine, if you will, back in the day. I mean, the herbs and so on, and it wasn't, obviously, they didn't have prescription drugstores, and they sure as heck didn't have these huge hospitals that we have in the United States. So, they had to get by with what they could find and what worked, and sure enough, they had these huge torpedo fish, and they would apply them. I even got pictures of them uh, having them on pulley systems and lowering these fish on people. It's kind of, I don't know if that's an artistic interpretation, but, but that was part. And, and sure enough, you know, microcurrents do relieve pain. Now, we're going to get into some of the information that we talked about previously, in particular, uh, the American Medical Association reared its ugly head in the 1930s. But previous to that, in the early 1900s, medical physicians and osteopaths were using electromagnetic therapy devices and frequencies to treat 
uh, patients they were using two channels. One channel was known to treat a particular ailment and the other one was more for prevention. And so there were thousands of physicians using these therapies to treat patients successfully from things like arthritis and problems with uh, general problems with joint discomfort and so on. And even, of course, you know, chronic muscle aches and so on. And so they were very successful with thousands of people using that therapy. But during the 1930s, along comes a guy by the name of Morris Fishbane, and he declares that drugs and surgery are the future of modern medicine. And then, of course, microcurrents were made illegal in the 1950s by the FDA only because they thought that everyone should use surgery and drugs. If you weren't using surgery and drugs, you were considered to be a wacko. And so it was illegal. You just cut machines anywhere. So they went underground. You know, if you went in the middle of the night in somebody's basement, uh, you'd go down there to get a treatment of microcurrents. It wasn't to get drugs or it wasn't to get alcohol or guns. You'd go down into somebody's basement to receive an alternative medicine therapy. So he was ahead of the American Medical Association, Morris, Morris Fishbane, and he declared that drugs were the way to go. He advertised for them in the Journal of American Medical Association. And if you were going to have a drug that you wanted to be approved by the FDA, you had to get basic advertising in this journal. And the same thing goes on today. If you want to get a drug approved, you have to spend a certain amount of millions of dollars in advertising in the scientific journals and magazines. And if you didn't do that, you just couldn't get your drug approved. It's all a load of corruption. That's the bottom line. But during the 60s and 70s, electromedicine was making a comeback. There were two particular scientists, medical doctors known as Melzack and Wall, and they developed something called the gate control theory, which stated that AC or alternative current stimulation provides a competitive inhibition, blocking the pain impulses from the site to the brain. So this is what really inflammation is. Inflammation is white blood cells recognizing a toxin in the body that doesn't belong. It mounts an inflammatory response that is then picked up by the nerve cells. The nerve cells transmit neurotransmitters that the brain interprets as pain. Obviously, there's not a cut. There's not a bruise. So why do we feel pain when we have toxins? And that's because of inflammation. It's very difficult to turn off once it begins. Thus, you have something called the cytokine storm. So they developed these AC TENS pads and units. And eventually, the FDA had to become complicit, I guess, or they had to be amenable to approval because there were just people using these devices everywhere. So in the 1970s, there was a Dr. Bruce Pomerantz who used low frequencies of two to four hertz, released beta endorphins throughout the pituitary gland. And so he was successful at activating the pituitary gland by using this electrotherapy. And this went on and on and on. But the key here was to use 50 to 800 microamps or 50 to 800 millionths of an amp. If you went above 800 microamps, you didn't have the effect. And the simple reason for this is because cells operate at millions of amps, not thousands of amps. So classic TENS pads, Rife technology employs thousands of amps or milliamps. Well, for microcurrent, right, you had a millionth of an amp, somewhere around between 50, 100, somewhere around there, uh, while typical Rife technology would use 150 milliamps. So this went on and it became more popular. And during the 1980s, enter a very important woman by the name of Dr. Carolyn McMacken, whose books I've read. So during the 1980s, she began to pick up where these guys back in 1920s left off, basically because it became illegal. So 1980s, physicians were using microcurrents to treat patients with Bell's palsy, a neurological condition that causes facial paralysis. They were able to basically introduce microcurrents into the nerves responsible for creating this figurement. And sure enough, they were 
were able to uh, improve it. Well, 1990s, Dr. Carolyn McMacken, she used microcurrents with specific frequencies such as 9, 10, 40, and so on, draw low-level frequencies to heal patients from a variety of ailments. She was very, very successful, so much so that our very own John White, who is the leader of Spooky 2, picked up on her work and then developed something called the microgen. The microgen is a portable device that you can carry around with you to transfer any and all microcurrents into the body. And I'm going to... Treehouse Live Rosin Liquid Diamond Vape Pens combine the impressive taste and potency of live rosin extract with the power of liquid THC diamonds to bring you an unrivaled buzz and mouth-watering flavor profile. If you like getting lit, head over to treehouse.com. That's T-R-E-H-O-U-S-E.com. One E, not two. When you go there, take your vape game up to new heights. Enjoy 30% off your order and get a free Acapulco Gold HHC pre-roll when you use coupon code GENIUS. Again, that's G-E-N-I-U-S. Hurry because the offer expires August 31st, 2023. Treehouse, the best that legal, delivered to your door, THC has to offer. Why do microcurrents affect us and how? Let's start with that. Okay. Awesome question. It's absolutely the main reason is because the microcurrent, which is, you know, we could say 50 microamps, it is the same energy that cells normally use. So instead of putting a frequency or a an amplitude of current that would be unaccepted or unabsorbed, the basically the microamps, the microcurrents use the same energy, the same electrical energy as the cells. So you can basically feed the cells electricity and they can basically form 500% more ATP. And I'll tell you, this is going to be huge with the capital H next month when I give my presentation on detox. It's going to be astronomically huge, so much that I just can't wait to get that information out, but I have to present them out right now. How do cells currently... I know it's a big question. You know, they generate ATP. Are they are they getting energy from breaking bonds, let's say, in our food? And, you know, the photon, let's say, that comes from uh, an electron that uh, goes from one energy state to another and digestion is what produces the, the microcurrent for the cells. Like, like, where do they get this natively before we would introduce it with a microcurrent device? Right. So this is going to be, in muscles, there's going to be a contraction of the muscles creating currents. And so the muscles use a certain amount of electricity. Thus, with the TENS pads, you can contract a muscle, right? Well, with cells, you know, they have the mitochondria making ATP, but it comes down to electron transfer. I mean, it really comes down to, you know, something in antioxidant landing, electrons preventing oxidation, electrons, you know, basically fuel the ATV process, right? So there has to be an energy there. Of course, the nervous system uses electricity. The whole entire nervous system and brain are all electrical. And so we're electrical, we're water, salt, and electricity. So when you're applying the right type of current, the body can basically absorb it and use it, as opposed to applying too heavy of a current, which basically causes the body an, an inability to absorb that particular current. So it all comes down to energy and electron transfer. The electron transport chain and the mitochondria. Do you remember that from way back when? Or you probably interviewed somebody who told you all about that, I bet. Yeah, that's why I was wondering where, you know, again, why microcurrents work and in the absence of an applied microcurrent, how is the body, you know, how are the cells getting this level and this frequency of energy into them? Right. right. So if we go into the published literature, I mean, of the day, 
you, you can find many, many papers uh, that will show that my, microcurrent stimulation with the intensity of about 50 microamps contributes to alleviating inflammation associated with acne. Uh, it can basically accelerate wound healing. It's been published in the Journal of Wound Care and also in the International Journal of Molecular Sciences in 2022. Microcurrent increases cell proliferation. It reduces inflammatory responses in a variety of different inflammatory conditions. Uh, in another study, 96% of patients with pain experience reduction within 48 hours of you using microcurrents. So the research is catching up with, I should say, science of today is catching up with the research of 5,000 years ago, because I think if we were allowed to just uh, uh, go about our way, we would have been using currents and we probably wouldn't have prescription drugs. Now, of course, the prescription drug industry hears that and there's all kinds of frowns and then the calculators come out and the negative side is pushed and shamed. But we're talking about people suffering and I don't think you should make a profit on that, so so be it. So what are the effects of uh, frequency-specific microcurrents applied to the human body? And it's really a 50% increase in uh, the ATP, which is phenomenal, which is the energy source of the human body, adenine triphosphate. Okay, it also is known to relax, relax muscles and relieves aches and stiffness on many different papers and points. It encourages natural healing and it can be used very safely on any part of the body over the heart to do directly applied to uh, temples and so on. Bills, where is it applied? If I come in to see you, you know, am I sitting in a chair and you're putting like a thing on my head or my arm? Like, you know, let's say my, my left knee is really hurting and it's swollen and I, you know, I tore my ACL 20 years ago or something. Sure. Uh, would okay. you put it around my knee or do you do it generally and, you know, do okay. you do organs? So I developed a very specific technique based on Carolyn McMakin's work. And what she did was she turned on her machine and applied a couple of different frequencies. Classic frequencies would be 10 and 40 hertz. Most of them were below 100 hertz. So these are low frequencies. And she would ask if the patient had pain, she'd apply the frequencies for three minutes, either by using, you know, gloves that were basically could produce current or transfer current from wires and a, a microcurrent amplifier, if you will. And she would place these gloves on people or wires on people or pads on people and ask them, did it, does this reduce the pain? So the nerve cells and the responsible for the pain would then pick up some of that particular frequency of the microcurrent and the inflammatory response would be reduced to a certain point, and that person would experience a certain amount of relief for pain, was she would I be able to identify the correct frequencies which provided the greatest benefit? Well, what I did to my cancer patients is I would go in, I would apply pads to wherever the cancer pain was, then I would introduce these currents on a milli basis, in other words, more powerful. And so I would apply them on a more powerful basis and then see the effect. So the effect was more immediate. Either this current going into the cells was going to produce a slight decrease in pain due to inflammation, or it wasn't. Then once I applied the current using microcurrents, it was more readily used by the body. So this was a technique that I used to heal someone for cancer pain so they didn't have to take opiates. So that's one of the exciting things that I've been doing lately. And it's been, you know, it's really when you have these aha moments, it makes the entire process of the day in, day out worthwhile because it's like, wow, look at this. And then I go at it for the next person. And then I, you know, introduce more frequencies and so on and determine you know, basically in these lists of frequencies, which one of these exactly is going to do what? For instance, 94 hertz can be used for healing nerve pain and 116 is immune system pelvic pain and 142 is scar tissue, etc. But it's basically the microcurrents use hertz or cycles per second, generally less than a thousand. It just seems to be within, say, about two to up to a thousand. And within that area, you're going to have a variety of different frequencies. Now, on top of this, there's basic microcurrent therapy being applied to horses. Of course, veterinarians 
are far ahead of the game when it comes to alternative medicine. Because back in the day, if a farmer called a veterinarian out to, to heal his horse or his cow that he relied on for his for his basically uh, living, uh, you know, the veterinarian had to fix this thing cheaply. So oftentimes, if a horse was going ballistic and chewing on its stall, the vet would simply give the horse minerals, and the and the, the horse would calm down and stop chewing on its on its stall. And, you know, if the horse was experiencing pain or had an injury, the veterinarian would come down and apply a microcurrent frequencies, such as between 10 and 80 hertz, to introduce a form of pain control. And so the horse or the whatever animal, large mammal, would be able to heal quickly from the injury. So you can imagine with racing horses. I've got a, I've got a client out in is it Kentucky, and he does horses. And uh, so when we're talking, we're talking about a lot of money. And so, you know, they have these devices which can heal a horse from injury or, or muscle strain very quickly. So we can apply this same technology to humans in our muscles, and it has a wonderful beneficial effect. So do you ever put it across someone's liver only or across uh, certain parts of their body? Like how specific do you get with it and why or why not? Okay, so going back to Rife technology, I have seven years experience. When you have, let's say, tense pads and you're transferring a current between these tense pads, let's say I put pad on my left ankle and another pad on my right wrist. Well, you're now transferring frequencies, let's say a range of 41,000 or 1.8 million hertz through the human body, but you're going to be picking up resonance of everything. Well, you're going to be picking up resonance. Maybe I have an injury in my leg. Maybe you're going to pick up my liver is toxic. Maybe you're going to pick up skin. Okay, I might have that. I might have, you know, a black gallbladder, et cetera. Because whatever resonates the greatest is what the computer records as a important frequency. Now I can take that same logic. If I put those two pads directly around a particular problem, let's say a skin cancer, or let's say it's a wound and I'm looking at a bacteria we want to kill that's infecting this wound. I put one pad on the wound on this one side of the wound, one pad on the other. Now I'm looking at the currents crossing around this single area that I'm interested in rather than the whole body, which may contain a variety of resonant frequencies, laid one resonant frequency, and that's likely the problem I'm looking at. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. Is there an order through which you can cycle the frequencies that mimics digestion, let's say? You know, what if you were able to run the frequencies so that, let's say the stomach is activated or the vagus nerve is activated, then the stomach, then the small intestine, then the large intestine, and, you know, are there, are there protocols and Again, frequency A, B, C, D that you'll cycle through in an orchestrated pattern that will cause the body to do X, Y, or Z. Well, I think it's a difference between inductive and deductive reasoning. So deductive quickly would just mean that you have all the frequencies available to you. Okay, 41,000, 1.8 million hertz. And you're going to pick up a single frequency that's a resonance in the human body. Virus, parasite, cancer cell bacteria, you're going to pick up that one frequency and it's going to be applied. That's deductive. Inductive is you're looking at a single frequency. Let's say nine hertz is known to reduce histamine in the human body when applied. So I'm going to say, well, if this person likely has a ton of inflammation, I might go through a group of frequencies associated with inflammatory biomarkers, all right? Inflammatory white blood cell markers or mediators, I think they call them as well. And so I, once I apply those frequencies, I then look at the effect of reducing inflammation of pain over the course of a certain period of time. So that's that's basically how I go about the work. My brain for past 30 years has been wired for analytical reasoning. And so this stuff is just like walking and breathing for me. I know it's just that I'm a nerd, I guess you'd say, right? Ha uh -huh. So I, this is what I've been doing for so long. My study of statistics has really helped me in pinpointing quick and ready algorithms, if you will, that pinpoint solutions very quickly.
have you ever tried it on yourself or someone else like while you're sleeping you know what if it goes through again a cycle that helps you deepen sleep let's say has anyone studied that yes i have uh we often run detox microcurrents at night and it helps me with detoxification so i we do do that there's also pemf mats that we use uh basically people lay down on and they receive energy from pulse electromagnetic fields which is an alternating current through an electric copper coil creating certain certain type of field and this uh causes a reduction in inflammation it energizes cells and uh, decreases pain and even detoxes by charging the cell increasing ph of cells up to neutral and above what about all the devices that are around us and on us smartwatches cell phones aura rings all this crap what kind of frequencies are they putting out and why have i heard from various people that that you know that those tend to be harmful not helpful well, if I quickly jump to 5G, it's a millimeter wavelength. So the people always talk about millimeter wavelengths. That simply said is that that particular wavelength is actually harmful. It's damaging to the human body. So obviously there's that. And, you know, you wouldn't want to be around exposed to 5G for extended periods of time because of all those are the same frequencies the military use for weapons. So it's not something that you really want to be around. It has a negative effect on human cells. It produces, it causes yeasts and bacteria to produce excessive amounts of toxins. So when you're exposed to 5G, all the parasites in your body, the bacteria and yeast will put, will put out an unnatural high amount of toxins into the body, causing increased inflammation. So nobody talks about that. The only people talk about, well, my video game is going to be 0.000001% faster. So let's get 5G and let's run run amok with it. But the bottom line is 5G is very damaging to the human body. Now, EMF, electromagnetic fields, also uh, fairly damaging. Uh, there's, geez, I can't remember the name of the, is it 3.2 gigahertz or 5 gigahertz is electromagnetic fields, the frequencies, and, and they tend to be harmful. I'll tell you what happens. In my experience of detoxing people from about 40 different countries, what happens is some people that are high in heavy metals, they will be able to absorb electromagnetic fields more readily, and they experience all kinds of anxiety and inflammation, and which will increase until they decrease the heavy metal concentration in the body, which I help them do over time, and they get better. And some other people that are high in heavy metals, I know from hair tests and various other methods I'm devising, what happens is when their smart meter goes off at 3 o'clock in the morning, they get woken up and they experience anxiety and all kinds of stress. And this happens every day. Or every night at 3.05 in the a.m. when the smart meter goes off, they get and they think, oh, my God, my smart meter is running. And sure enough, it is. So when we talk about electromagnetic fields at different frequencies, none of them are any good. Unless it's specifically applied to the human body as a health regime, it's likely going to be uh, harmful. Obviously, if you throw yourself in the microwave and turn to eye, you would cook yourself. Well, it sounds like then perhaps everyone that lives in an urban environment and has a lot of devices around them, needs a detox protocol pushed back against the effects of, again, being exposed constantly to Wi-Fi networks, 5G, to all kinds of stuff. Right. So we have frequencies which can remove electromagnetic fields absorbed by the body. So there are frequencies we apply to the body that will remove electromagnetic fields which are blocking meridian energy pathways. So this is one of the things that that I looked at scalar field, scalar energy. If you remember that discussion, scalar energy applied to the human body basically breaks down electromagnetic fields that are blocking the meridian energy pathways. And so this is, there are types of healing modalities which will unblock 
energy fields in the human body so it can work correctly. So we use frequencies to cure frequencies. All right, we use pulse electromagnetic fields to heal cells. So there are good frequencies and good fields and bad ones, I think is the bottom line. Okay. If someone comes to you with, uh, you know, they have a sensitivity to uh, all these EMFs that are surrounding them, uh, do you have a protocol or do you know one? Can microcurrents be used, push back against that to restore normal, normal cellular function? Okay, we can talk about applying detox frequencies through remote quantum entanglement which basically means that if I take a piece of your fingernail and I apply frequencies to it by using two magnets, it affects all the rest of the DNA in your body no matter where you are. And I've nicknamed it God's Wi-Fi. And I had one very religious person from Volquete who was a missionary, and we got into a, a deep, hardcore discussion in regards to what is God. And I, he asked me what I thought God was, and I told him I thought well, God was the quantum field, and I expected a big outburst. But all he said to me was, Amen. So I kind of like the guy after that. But anyway, I look at quantum energy as God's Wi-Fi. When you apply frequencies to DNA, which is a very special molecule that should not be fooled with, aka, hello, GMO people, that's nothing short of evil. When you apply energy to DNA, there is a memory and a transfer mechanism that is beyond science. It is quantum. It does, it's non-linear thinking. It's here, always is, always will be, kind of like God. So the quantum entanglement is when we have a piece of DNA, which is a very special molecule containing energy and memory, which then can be transferred into other DNA, no matter where you are in the universe, such as a mother knows exactly what's happened to her child instantaneously. Sometimes the same, same effect is applied between twins. Other times a person, you know, there's 200,000 people right now walking around the United States with somebody else's kidney because 80% of all heavy metals are stored in the kidney. Instead of detoxing, people just take it out and put a new one in, right? Well, thus the market organs is very, very... Well, then you got to be uh, immunosuppressed for the rest of your life too, not to mention all the other terrible stuff that goes on by him. Right. Well, when that person receives the kidney, what happens is sometimes they pick up characteristics of the person receiving who have given them the DNA. So all of a sudden, these people that have received the kidney, they start liking horror movies and french fries. They never liked them before, so they, just, they think they're losing their marbles. So they go to the doctor and say, geez, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And the doctor says, it's okay, it's quantum entanglement. He probably doesn't say that. He probably just says, oh, it'll go away, you'll see. But he doesn't know what it is. Because if you start studying quantum entanglement, quantum mechanics, then you have to give up your medical degree. Thus, I don't have an MD. Probably never will. And you put across a particular organ to evaluate it by seeing, you know, what, if you look at the, the various resistances of the cells that comprise, uh, you know, your pancreas or liver or whatever, uh, can you evaluate an organ for its health? And then can you, again, put specific currents across it to restore it? Yeah. Two things to say about that. One is if I apply tens pads directly to an area, you're basically evaluating any resident frequencies within that area, including the organ. Secondly, there is a a different type of new technology known as quantum field analysis, which basically can analyze the magnetic fields of all organs, organ systems, and it can pick up on heavy metals. This is the new technology I'm working with. I've actually found a particular machine that I verified, validated, correlated, and actually tested for precision and accuracy. And I found it to be 95% accurate compared to other tests. So I'm super psyched about this. I'm basically going to start selling this machine online to people so I can get put it in the hands of the direct machine that I've worked with for the past couple of years. I can put it directly in the hands of the people so they can do all this work themselves instead of having needing someone like me to test their organs, organ systems, 
and and heavy metals and mineral deficiencies. I mean, obviously they can use rife technology, but this is a different type of technology which measures something different in the human body, which gives an added, added benefit. What areas of uh, healing and health? I know this is probably a ridiculous question, but what areas are unexplored still that you feel really need to be explored that maybe you're taking a part in or maybe not? But what are you know any major areas of healing or if people were just willing and all the censorship and BS and all that of, of these various machines and protocols was released, could everyone get the healing they need or are there still things that uh, there really there's no, no knowledge on what to do yet? I think that there's something called the med bed, which you've probably heard about. And, you know, this is apparently all new alien type technologies available to heal people in a matter of minutes. But the question is, it's probably going to be incredibly expensive in the order of millions of dollars and who's going to pay for it? And how are they going to keep it out of the hands of the FDA, the American Medical Association of people like Morris Fishbane, who will then monopolize this technology for the sake of profit instead of people's well-being? How will that happen? They'd have to put that machine in my hands. Otherwise, someone like me, who's going to use it for the benefit of humanity rather than the benefit of my extra large bank account. Again, is there anything you see in alternative medicine that uh, that really needs to be looked at or, or researched more? Or again, do we have everything we need? Like, what does it look like to you from your perspective? Well, I think there's other technologies out there that we don't know about. And I, if I knew what that was, I'd tell you. But I can tell you what I've looked at so far has phenomenal application techniques that will work. So the PMF, MAT, the Rife technology, the microcurrents, and then there's probably some other energy out there that we don't know about maybe something along the lines of radiotics, which is more woo-woo and less science, because there's stuff there that can't be explained. It may be on the verge of spirituality and what we call intention, like mass praying and so on has effect. So something like that, there's other technologies, but I don't know what they are yet. I will someday. Hmm. Okay. Any other areas that you're researching? It sounds like you're always researching. So what now are you looking into that maybe you don't have a full understanding of, but looks promising and, and for what application? Anything new? I, I think microcurrents I've only been using for a couple of months. So I really think that there's so much more to learn about what else they can do right now, the field of detoxification with chemtrails. And we have chemtrails all over the sky in Panama here. I see them all the time. Every time that there's a huge bunch of chemtrails, I pick up things like platinum and zirconium and vanadium and tungsten in the human body that just doesn't belong there. That would, would not be from the average food or water. But you know, the air is absolutely full of heavy metals. So I'd say the biggest area of research for me over the next couple of years is going to be how fast I can remove heavy metals out of the human body, decrease inflammation, improve people's immune system, and decrease their cravings for sugar and processed foods because it's making uh, 80% of the modern world obese. And it's not so much their fault, but they have mineral deficiencies from heavy metals and toxins, uh, which create all these problems, which create incredible problems right now, like, you know, associated with obesity, like 10% of the people in the United States have di this type 2 diabetes. So things like that, Further, other problems, arteriosclerosis and cancer directly related to, to weight overload and obesity. So, you know, there's a huge avenue there. Get rid of toxicities. You decrease cravings, increase nutrition, increase the body's ability to absorb nutrition from good food, detox the heavy metals, and then you can create a human that can excel in a toxic environment rather than fall prey to all of the problems. Right. Very good. What's the best place for people to learn more about microcurrents? Where can they go? Even though it's relatively new for you, it sounds interesting. And where can people go to find out more? Okay, so you go to my website, drbillmcgraw.com, and you'll see my seminars available. So you can learn more for free 
about microcurrents and Rife technology and PEMF technology, there's a coupon on my website. The coupon is Bill, B-I-L-L-0721. And with that, you can get 5% off any equipment at spooky2-mall.com. And that's basically everything there. So the MicroGen, which is a microcurrent device, which is made by a company called Hiwi, that you'll find on Hiwi.com. And you can use that coupon to get 5% off of the microcurrent device, 5% off any of the Rife technology. And in addition to that, I'd have to say, you could read the books uh, written by Carolyn McMakin, probably find them on Amazon. I've read them. They're very interesting books, easy to read, I think. And uh, the average person I think would benefit from that if they wanted to learn more. Outside of that, you can go to my website and look at my channel on BitChute. BitChute is basically uncensored. Right now, my YouTube channel is completely taken down. I had 750 subscribers. I was just starting to grow. And they've taken down many of my videos on other people's channels because I speak the truth. And it's funny when you're young, you don't speak the truth, you get in trouble. And when you get older, you do speak the truth and you get in trouble. So it seems I'm screwed no matter what way I look at it. As usual, Bill. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Richard, for having me. Remember, before you go, you've got to check out treehouse.com. That's T-R-E, only one E, T-R-E-H-O-U-S-E dot com. They offer an array of premium legal THC products, including gummies, vapes, pre-rolls, and more. And they're all delivered right to your doorstep. With unique blends of carefully selected cannabinoids, all rigorously lab tested to ensure quality and consistency, Treehouse products give you the buzz you simply can't get anywhere else. Head over to treehouse.com. That's T-R-E-H-O-U-S-E.com. Remember, there's one E, not two. And enjoy 30% off your order and get Acapulco Gold HHC pre-rolls when you use the coupon code GENIUS at checkout. Hurry because the offer expires August 31st, 2023. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.